You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Economists say they expect a slight improvement in the number of jobs created in the second quarter of 2023. Stats SA is expected to release the quarterly labor force survey today. In the first quarter of the year, unemployment was at 32.9%. The Trade Union Federation Cusatu's parliamentary coordinator, Matthew Park, say they are fearful of the numbers that will come out today due to the current unstable economic conditions in the country. He joins us now on the line. A very good morning to you, Mr. Parks, and welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having us. So what are some of the factors that make you as Cusatu uncomfortable and fearful of the job numbers that will come out today? I think the two major factors is uh, the ongoing electricity crisis, um, that's had a, a huge impact already on the economy. Um, and in the last two quarters, we've seen unemployment actually rising. And, of course, if, if you don't have reliable elect- electricity, then most companies, most workplaces struggle to operate. And, of course, we're also seeing similar challenges with, with regards to transit and prasa. Um Transit and freight rail has a huge impact upon our exporting industries, like mining, manufacturing, agriculture, which are very jobs-intensive. We've seen long queues of coal truck waiting at Richards Bay, for example, just to offload their goods for export markets. Some of been problems around transport ports in terms of just getting the goods through the port onto ships and to go to the destinations. There's been estimates, we have told, we've been told that um, government, government may have a 90 billion rand revenue shortfall. That's going to be devastating. Estimates have also said that we could see 2% um, loss in the GDP growth potential this year. Might have lost 780,000 potential jobs that we could have created. So that for us is really quite a, a painful blow. We had seen a good progress last year, where for four quarters, unemployment had fallen by 1% each quarter. And that is the kind of momentum we're hoping to see. We don't expect miracles overnight, but at least we can have some positive momentum to give hope to, to society and to workers, to give a bit of boost to confidence of investors and so forth, and just to get moving. If we go on to turn things around, we really have to fix ESCOM and transit. Those are the two major structural challenges facing the economy. We are a little bit more optimistic now about ESCOM. We've seen load shedding being reduced. We've seen kind of progress on rebuilding ESCOM, tackling corruption, getting uh, generation back on grid. We are hopeful that we can see Madupe, Kusile, and Kubek coming fully back on grid between September and December this year, and that can really help us to kind of escape load shedding. Uh, won't be completely out of the woods, but at least we're going to get out of this, 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 this neck of the woods. We need to see similar action around transit as well. There are many other issues, too, from issues of dysfunctional municipalities, um, basic services deteriorating, levels of corruption and so forth. But if we're going to address the two fundamental issues of transit, ESCOM, as well as PRASA, which is key to transporting communities in our cities, then we can begin to see the economy kind of picking up the pieces and moving back. Onto its feet. Now, the South African economy is still fragile and, and still struggling to recover from COVID-19 and the effects, as you just alluded now, of, of reliable <coughs> electricity and load shedding. Are things, you think, only getting worse for the unemployed? It's a difficult one to say. Um, look, the fact is, if unemployment has been increasing the last two quarters, then yes, it is getting worse. Last year, we were actually pleasantly surprised at how resilient the economy had sh- shown itself to be when we saw unemployment going from 46% to 42%. That gives us a sense of hope. Um, we think 
again, we don't have the kind of space to kind of simply fall the odds and just give up. We're actually better. You can't sustain a society with an unemployment rate of 42%, a youth unemployment rate of 60%. That's just simply a ticking time bomb. It will explode, as we saw in you know, July 2021. Um, it will explode, as we saw you know, in the Arab Spring, etc. No, no one wants that. It's going to be devastating for everybody. We think government needs to do more to give support to unemployed. Let's increase the SAD grant. It's been stuck at 350 since the start of 2020, so its value has been eroded by inflation. We think we also must link recipients to skills and employment opportunities too to help them find jobs, because that's ultimately where you want to go. You don't want to remain a society where you have about 60 million people employed and 27 million people receiving social grants. You want to reverse that ratio. But in the meantime, we need to see how to give more support to unemployed. We also believe the government needs to expand the presidential employment program, which has given hope and uh, opportunity for young people, about 500,000, to enter the labor market, get some skills and a minimum wage, get the contract and help them find permanent jobs. That's been helping half a million young people. We think that should be increased to at least a million by October and two million by the February budget speech. That's going to help, you know, just get people into the labor market. Once you're in the labor market, it's much easier to find jobs. We do need to have a real frank and urgent discussion about the skills program we have as a country. We spend billions of rands, for example, on CETAs, but much of that money is just simply wasted, not providing the kind of skills that businesses need for the jobs of today, let alone the jobs of tomorrow as the fourth industrial revolution unfolds. Mm. Now, youth em- <clears throat> uh, employment received a boost here in Gauteng when we saw the recent Nazi Ispani job campaign by the Gauteng Premier, Panyazala Sufi. It saw thousands of young people being employed. What do you make of that, and, and will it make any significant impact on the job numbers that we'll see? I think we welcome it. Um, we've been calling for exactly that, filling the posts which are in government, most of which are funded. Um, often you find there's about 70,000, 100,000 public service posts which are funded, so not money you have to go and raise. So they've been allocated, yet the posts are just simply not filled. So we welcome that. I think we welcome any job which is going to take somebody from, from being unemployed into getting a salary, getting experience, getting a feet in the economy, getting some confidence and so on. We've seen similar initiatives now being mentioned in KwaZulu-Natal, and that's a positive boost. We hope that we can see other government departments nationally, provincially, locally doing likewise. That we've seen the Department of Labor also following suit. And that's critical because, you know, one person who's got a job supports about seven people who are unemployed. It also has a value impact upon the value stream because a person who's got a job then goes and spends that salary in the local supermarket, at the local clothing retailer, in the transport sector, pays for electricity and so forth. So there is a bonus immediately felt by all other sectors, and that's what's going to help move things along in the economy. But ultimately, we have to grow the economy, and that requires fixing ESCOM and transit and metro rail, fixing local government, dealing with corruption and so forth. But the initiative for the Gauteng Premier, we will wholeheartedly welcome it, and I think it's been positive engagement between his office and uh, Kusatu in Gauteng, and we want to see other provinces following suit and showing the same kind of urgency and energy and passion because often we think government departments simply believe that, well, job creation is the responsibility of, of Treasury or the Department of Trade Industry. And in reality, it's the responsibility of, it, of every single government institution across the country. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned youth unemployment, which is a ticking time bomb, and you're 100% correct. But as an alliance member, what discussions are you having with the ANC-led government in an effort to deal with the, unemploy, um, uh, the youth unemployment in the country? Uh, virtually almost every single day we're having those discussions uh, for many years now. 
And unfortunately, it hasn't just started yesterday. We've been raising these issues. In fact, we've been raising the alarm bell since 2019 that we have to turn things around quickly. We just don't mm. have the luxury of time. And we've been realistic to say, let's focus on the fundamental obstacles, you know, fixing electricity, fixing transit, metro rail, dealing with the issue of, of expenditure of corruption, um, how to increase revenue to the state, because obviously all of these things come with a price tag, how to kind of give more support to SARS, to the police, the NPA. So we're looking at very practical things. We are hoping to meet with the president um, within the next week as organized Labor Act and Lake about some of these proposals. But what we think must be done between now and the end of this administration, which is in about nine to 12 months, um, because we just don't have the luxury of time. We can't continue to sit like this as a society and just simply pray for the better. We have to look at constant better interventions. Um, otherwise, it's going to be all of us uh, in deep, deep trouble. But look, on a positive note, we have the potential of the country. We have a most diversified economy in the continent, We're not dependent upon a single mining export or other product. We have huge industries like mining, agriculture, manufacturing, motor manufacturing, etc. We have the infrastructure. There needs to be some some investment in it, but it, the basics are there. We have the education system with all of its issues. So we have the ability. We're well positioned in the region, but we need to just be focused and kind of address the real ticking time bombs, which are serious issues, not to belittle them, otherwise we're not going to make progress as a nation. We've been quite active as a unit, for, for example, also on the on our trade relations, because that's critical to local jobs, especially mining, manufacturing, agriculture, and so forth, clothing, and so on. So we've been quite involved in the global discussions. We've been quite involved in the African continent of free trade agreements, um, the BRICS as well. See how they kind of elevate and enhance our trade relations, because ultimately, the more trade we can do, the more access we can can have as a country, the more jobs we will save and create on the value chain. I thank you so much for your time, sir. Matthew Parks, Kazatu's parliamentary coordinator. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.